couple of things before I do. You realise that was the world premiere of the Humble Jesus show. That was um, Jeremy and Jessica both wrote that and they did a great job. So um, if you thought it was clever, I thought it was clever. That was their own creation. Um, another thing that's very special about today is I got here at I got here early because I wasn't sure if the power was going to be on and the power wasn't, going, wasn't on and I was busy making um, plans as to how we would have, have a humble service in the dark so, uh, without, and cancel the family service. So I'm really, really happy and grateful that you're all here and that we did get through our family service. Final preliminary thing is Jane Lamb's here today and if those of you who know and love Jane, it's very, very special. Jane's had a kidney transplant. She's been away for two months, Jane, three months. Three months. We haven't seen her for three months. And she is, she is the heart and soul of our church here at Penno. And Johnny's mum, but you know, that's, and Joe's mum, but that's, that's Jane's special. So it's great having you with us, Jane, back this morning. Um, I'm going to share with you. It's, 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 it's that time of year, isn't it? We all know it's that time of year. And what that means, well, it's Christmas time, but really it's the time when everyone gets their reports. HSC results have just come out. Kids have got bring kids. Who's who's brought home a report? Every, lots of people haven't. Mum and Dad, they've got their reports. You should be getting them already. So what I thought we'd do is actually do a bit of a report card for Christmas. We've got all these characters in the Bible. How do they fare at Christmas time? What's their report card like? And well, we just had this Bible reading. I thought we'd start with Zachariah. We just had read about Zachariah is a priest. He's kind of probably about as old as I am, maybe a bit older. His wife's about as old as I am, maybe a bit older. Now, he's really well respected. So we'll give him five out of five for honour. And we'll give him three stars for wealth because he's pretty established. And he's got a bit of power in the community. And he's got a bit of you know, internal strength. But he's well respected. We all love Zachariah. And then God steps in. The angel Gabriel appears to him and says, Hey, Zachariah, you and Elizabeth, though you're old, you're going to have a baby. You're going to name him John. He's going to be a very special prophet. He's going to fulfill, be part of fulfilling the promises that I promised ages ago. He's going to be like another Elijah. And Zachariah, as you saw in the reading, says, Oh, how, this, this is amazing, right? The angel appears. He says, How's that going to happen? What, what, what sign will there be? Well, an angel's just appeared to you, mate. He's seen an angel. Like, what sort of sign does he need if the angel comes to him? And the angel says, I'm going to, God, I'm going to fulfill my promises to you, but you're not going to speak again. So what happens at Christmas time for Zechariah? He's stuck in the temple. He's given this special honor of being in the temple. When he comes out late, he can't speak. He loses all of his honor. He can't do his job for at least six months. Longer, actually, nine months if you do the sums. How important is Zachariah in the community? He's the mute man, the mute priest we all loved. And mate, you haven't got much strength anymore, do you, Zachariah? You mute priest whose wife in her very later years is now... Large with child. Poor old Zachariah, he doesn't fare very well at Christmas time when God steps in. What about Joseph? 
Oh, Joseph's on the up and up. He's got everything going for him. He's a young carpenter, maybe an apprentice carpenter. He's a young man that's got potential. He's got honour. He's not wealthy just yet, but he's on the way. He hasn't got a lot of power yet, but we know this is a man to keep your eye on. And strength, this guy has it all. And then God steps in. He's engaged, you know. Got this cute girl, going to marry. He's pretty happy about that. Joseph, I'm pregnant. You're, you're what? Think about when you were dating, those of you who have been dating or married. Think about when you were dating. Imagine if she came and said, hey, I'm pregnant. No worries. Joseph scudded. The angel appears to him. But he can promise you this. The angel says, stick with her, Joseph. What's in her is something that God is doing. She's going to give birth to a boy and you're going to name him Jesus. Stick with her, Joseph. Well, that means I lose lots of honour. And frankly, I've now got to look after this pregnant woman. So all those years of, you know, getting out. And I'm losing power. And all of that energy and strength that I have, well, that's diminished because I've now got a pregnant fiancé. God steps in and Joseph loses big time. What about the beautiful Mary? She is beautiful. She's so young too. Where is she? <laughs> She gave me permission. <laughs> she did say, be kind. <laughs> what happens in Mary's life? Beautiful girl. She's got a fiance. You know, she's not got much, frankly. She's just another young girl in a highly patriarchal culture she's married to a guy who's got prospects then God steps in an angel appears to her and says Mary you're highly favoured you're going to give birth to the Messiah the King and as a young woman she loses what little honour she has she loses what little capacity for wealth she has she loses whatever capacity for power she has she goes to the bottom of the rung in society she wasn't very high to start with And she probably gains in personal strength because when the angel steps in, she believes. And she says, this is okay. I'm going to go with this, although I've lost everything. Another set of characters. What about the wise men? The magi. They have it off. They live way over in the east. We don't know where they came from. Let's call them Turkey, let's call them Russia, let's call them who knows where. But they were wealthy, powerful men who have made it, who are well respected. And we don't know how, but it seems that they've been reading the Jewish scripture or God's been working in remarkable ways in their life. And God steps in and a star appears. And though they have everything, they say, from what we know, 
we better get on our bikes and go. And so they leave where they're living. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah, I just lost my screen. You're right. It's back. They leave where they're living. And they set out on a long journey. And on that long journey, well, you know what it's like to be on holidays. Imagine back then, all of their honour, well, there's no honour on the road. And their wealth, they take a bit of money with them, but all their wealth's in the bank at home. And the FPOS machines aren't working well. And when you're on the road travelling, you haven't got much power. Who knows what's going to happen? And personal strength, you're the subject of all sorts of forces. They leave everything and follow that star when God steps in. What is it about this Christmas? It seems to be it's all an aspect of I. God steps in a our lives, and we lose. We're brought low. We're emptied. I don't know how you've been feeling, but maybe you feel that God's been at work in your life to chop it all down. In fact, I would doubt that there is not one person in this room today who could say that I haven't, I've been humbled. It's been cut away from me. What do you do with that at Christmas time, at any time? What does that mean? To be humble, to be brought low, to be empty, to be out. Well, it takes us to the very heart of the Christmas story, actually. Which is kind of weird because none of this sounds really positive, does it? Let me, there's one more character we haven't done from the Christmas story. Let me do that character. What about the Lord Jesus Christ? The Lord Jesus Christ. By him all things were made that have been made. He is the image of the invisible God. He is the firstborn over all creation. He is called the Word of God. He is the wisdom of God. And I could go on with label after label, title after title. He's got all the stars in every field. What happens when Jesus steps in. I know, Lockie looks so good. You imagine the, but seriously, imagine the baby Jesus. What happens when God steps in to our world? The baby Jesus sits and smiles at his mum and dad just like Lockie's doing there. He loses everything. All the honour. He's a baby born in, in a cow shed. How's that for honourable? What wealth does this young man have who's displaced from his home in Nazareth, who's down in Bethlehem with no family, nothing, because the government said, go back to where your ancestors came from because we're having a census. What power does that infant have? What personal strength? He is totally subject to his parents, to government, he, he is about to head off to Egypt because the king in the area wants to kill everyone born in Bethlehem because the wise men came to him and he thinks, oh, maybe this Messiah king's going to be born in Bethlehem. I'm slaughtering all the boys. And so they head to Egypt. Nothing. The Son of God is born with nothing. 
That's Christmas. The Almighty is brought as low as, well, he hasn't yet as brought as low as you can go. He hasn't yet gone as low as you can go because that, that, that man grew up and he loved and he served and he lived the perfect life. And he, he, he healed people and he spoke about the kingdom of God and he cared for people and he loved children and welcomed children. He had further to go in humility. We read about it in Philippians 2. We've been looking at this a bit this year. The verses before, these are almost our theme verses for our walk humbly with our God year. Speaks about the Lord Jesus who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage, not to be held onto and grasped. Rather, he made himself nothing. Taking on the very nature of a servant, he, he was made in human likeness. But he had lower to go. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself even lower, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. God stepped in to save us from our biggest problems, to save us from our sins, as the perfect one, Jesus, took on flesh to be like we are, to die in our place. That's the story of Christmas. Therefore, when the Son of God was obedient, therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus came down in obedience and humility and God the Father raised him up to the highest place. And that is what we get to share in when we trust in Jesus. And sometimes if God brings you down, like it was with Zechariah, like it was willingly with Mary, like it was willingly with the Magi. When God brings you down, he can bring you down to the place where you say, I need a saviour, I need help. I need to trust in the one who has gone down to the lowest place for me that he might raise me up to the very highest place with him. Jesus, my Lord. If you feel as though God's bringing you down, well, maybe God is. I'm not saying God's not. But he hasn't brought you down to leave you down. He's brought you down to raise you up in Jesus and to give you hope and to give you life if you will put your faith and trust in him. That is the full story of Christmas. Thanks for listening.